Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. may not be teaching Canadian history in uh, classrooms right across this country anymore, but Tragically Hip have provided us with a legacy of great Canadian stories. Hello, everybody. It's a Sunday edition of the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I am he. I am him. Anyway, I'm wearing his clothes. Uh, today, Ontario Premier Kathleen Wynne has extended her Deadline for Progressive Conservative Party leader Patrick Brown to apologize to her for stating Wynne was on trial for the Sudbury by-election bribery case. Otherwise, it's legal action for libel. How's that going to play itself out? We'll talk to Patrick Brown about whether or not he's going to apologize to the Premier. The dark web, it's speculated that information from the data breach of Vequifax, 134 million people affected, may be sold on the dark web. I've heard a lot of things said about the dark web. I've heard it talked about. So I thought we'd, maybe you know a lot about it, but um, I don't. And <laughs> so for my for my benefit, we're going to be talking about the dark web and find out what it is that goes on there. Daniel Tobach will join us, the CEO of Scientelligence. Um, criminal activity takes place on the dark web, from what I understand, and then there's the deep web, and it's not difficult to get onto the dark web. It's not difficult to get on it, but um, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, you do not want to ever, if you're on there, let them find out who you really are. Your identity is scrambled, but we'll talk about that, and uh, is it tomorrow, the second half of the federal liberal government's mandate begins? So that's the countdown to the election. I received an email earlier today from Kathy, and uh, she followed up on what we talked about yesterday, one of the issues that really uh, got a tremendous amount of response. And that was the tax, what are we calling them, adjustments? Tax fairness? That's what Mr. Trudeau says and Mr. Morneau says about how the tax changes will uh, impact on small business. 
small business says there's nothing fair about it. But there's also uh, one of the big, one of the really major issues that affects us in Canada, and there's never an unwillingness to speak about it. It may not be an issue that is immediately raised in conversation, but when when it is talked about or somebody raises it, people will talk about immigration. And they'll talk about what their feelings are about immigration, and they'll talk about what their sense is about, whether or not immigration is good for Canada, or whether or not the federal government and, and provincial governments in the sense of Quebec, whether they massage immigration in order to provide, provide, provide themselves with, uh, with new voters for a number of generations. Ipsos polling uh, did a major poll on immigration. They find that Canadians broadly are favorable toward immigration, but 40% say immigration is making the country change in ways they don't like. And that's something that we've heard um, time and again over the years. One in four, so 25% of Canadians, think Canada should close borders to refugees. That's one in four. So 75% by extension um, do not, I suspect. To put some context to all of this, Sean Simpson joins us. He's the vice president of Ipsos. Sean, good to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time. Great to be here. Thank you. So explain to us what it, what it means when your release says Canadians are broadly favorable toward immigration. I see numbers like 38% of Canadians are favorable toward immigration, 9% very, 29, 29% fairly. First of all, is that 9 and 29 part of the 38 yeah, that's uh, it comprises the 38. Uh, there's a big chunk uh, that are that are neutral, somewhere in the middle. So they they don't speak favorably of it, uh, but they they won't speak negatively. Really, the the Canadian position and, and being relatively favorable is is in the global context, because we surveyed, uh, we ran the same questions in 25 countries. And when you hear a stat like 38% believe of Canadians believe that immigration has generally had a positive impact on their country, you think, well, that's not terrific, except that the global average is 21, and we're 38. Um, and so if you look at other countries like Germany, it's at 18%, France at 14%, Italy at 10%, Hungary at 5%. In the global context, Canadians are much more positive than uh, many other countries even in the uh, in the G8 why why well the the first reality of immigration in Canada is that we need it to sustain our population uh, we uh, a country needs about 2.1 uh, children for every household uh, in order to to sustain the population not even grow but sustain and Canadians we just don't have children uh, anymore, and uh, it's under two. Uh, the average household has under two children. And so we need immigration in order to sustain uh, the population and, and to help us grow. So that's uh, reason number one. Um, but there's also diversity that uh, I think we're proud of uh, here in Canada. Uh, the poll does show that there's a certain proportion, roughly one in four, who who don't like the way that the country changes as a result of immigration, but really that means that, that three-quarters are either ambivalent or see some benefit to it. Uh, am I reading this incorrectly then? Because I thought it was 40% who say immigration is causing Canada to change 
in ways they don't like. I know you're you're right. It is it is it is forty percent, uh, and and I guess that that makes the figure uh, more more concerning. It's still not approaching a majority like it is in uh, many other countries that we polled, including uh, Italy, Turkey. Uh, Russia, Belgium, Hungary, and and South Africa. The, uh, France is actually a country, and we we've been hearing about it in the news a lot recently. There's there's been a lot of uh, civil unrest there, uh, terrorism, uh, the rise of uh, uh, of of Le Pen, who didn't win the most recent election, but but gave a, a strong showing. We and Donald Trump, of course, in the United States and and uh, in the UK. There have been these parties that are that are are now saying, "Well, do we need to actually close our borders down, slow it down a little bit, and try to take stock of where we're at?" We're not seeing that happen in Canada. So even though you've got uh, anywhere from a quarter to four in ten agreeing with negative positions, depending on the question here in Canada, I don't think we're, we're, we've yet hit a critical mass like we have in other. Countries. Do you think that if the federal government, if a hypothetical federal government of Canada were to say, "We're going to close the borders"? And we're going to close them tomorrow. Uh, before anything went to court, before I'm mean, just talking about a hypothetical government that would make that statement, would there be a national negative response to that? Would it be indifference or would it be about time? What do you think it would be? I think there would be a negative response to it because I, I think, you know, even though people have their personal views, I think there's a, there's a difference between... Uh, sort of in the closet, uh, having a negative view towards immigration and expressing it in an anonymous online poll that is bound to reflect the population, but it, it's still confidential. You know, we, we don't tie it back to individual respondents. And then going out and wanting the government to do something about it and, and enact it as, as policy. And I, I think what you'd have is you've, you'd have a very, um, uh, you'd create a, a, a problem where none exists. Uh, you, you would you would get a backlash, and and uh, it, it may be a, end up being a divisive issue, but it would it would create something where uh, it doesn't exist right now. So I'm just trying to put get my head around 38 percent of Canadians being favorable toward immigration, 29 percent are are negative about it. But let's take that 38 percent who are favorable, and yet 40 percent say immigration causes Canada to change ways, and they don't in ways they don't like. So is that 40 percent? All, are they all from the percentage, uh, from the uh, 58% that are not part, um, this is going to sound crazy, or, or very convoluted, uh, that are not part of the 38% that favorable that are favorable toward immigration? So the 40%, those who say they're not happy with the way the country changes, are they all taken from the group that is opposed to immigration? Not necessarily. You do, in, in a poll like this, have certain respondents who have conflicting reviews and mm-hmm. fall uh, on both sides of the equation. So they may think that immigration has been favorable for Canada overall, but personally they don't like some of the changes that, that, uh, that, have, been, that have been happening. Um, and so you, you get these sort of contradictions where it's sort of hard to, to parse out what exactly is going on because people in an issue like Im- on an issue like immigration can see both sides of the coin. Mm. What is going to happen, do you think? You did 25 countries. What's the, um, what's the likely outcome of what you see developing in Europe? When you talk about Italy, you talk about Germany, you talk about France, you talk about Hungary with, uh, with numbers that are very low as far as favorability, population favorability toward immigration is concerned. What happens in those countries? Is there, is it going, do you think it's going to decline more 
Um, and, and if so, how do you deal with that? You know, the, well, the rise of terrorism and, and extremism and and the frequency with which it's it's happening in places like the UK and and France, um, I think that's going to uh, cause um, uh, greater sympathy for, say, the right that wants to close down uh, the borders um, in the belief that that's going to to protect uh, their country. Um, so if the pendulum swings that way, you know, we may find that that's actually not the solution. I know there's there's a lot of, a lot of uh, terrorism uh, occurs from people who are already within your borders, not not those who who are who are coming over. Um, so I, I think we, we may see the pendulum swing one way when we f- realize that that might not be the solution. It, it you know those those parties then fall fall out of favor. It, it, it's the it's the new world. It's a new reality. It's the instability that's causing and the inability to find a solution to the problem that I think is, is causing people to uh, to have some of these views, some of them which seem contradictory, uh, because there doesn't seem to be a solution at present mm-hmm. in this rise of extremism. In about 60 seconds, share with us, please, what the attitude in this country is about refugees, and particularly people who cross the border and uh, do so illegally, um, not... Uh, not honoring, if you will, the safe third country agreement. They just come to Canada illegally. What's the what's the consensus view across Canada about that? Yeah, we've done some polling on this on this issue in the past. And the, the, the consensus is actually that the rules are sort of screwed up. Uh, and uh, Canadians like rules and they like to follow rules. And it doesn't make much sense to Canadians that people who don't follow the rules get to skip the line. Uh, and so uh, it, it, Canadians feel that the government doesn't necessarily have a have a handle on it. It's not a massive problem, but it's a uh, it's a it's it's a it's a situation that needs a more permanent fix. And Canadians aren't convinced that the government um, has got that long term solution in mind. John Simpson, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for taking the time on a Sunday to join us. My pleasure, Roy. All the best, Vice President of Ipsos on the Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Come back and talk about this a little bit, about the um, about some of the findings in this poll. Then we'll open the phone lines, or we'll open them now at 800-263-2428, 800-263-2428, if you already have a point of view about immigration or about refugees entering this country, if uh, there's something you already feel very strongly about, want to get off your chest, 800-263-2428. Perhaps you're very much in favor Perhaps you're not so much in favor. Perhaps you're very much opposed. 800-263-2428. We'll come right back.